All right, before we begin today's podcast, we have our patrons over at Patreon. We have Paul Campaneshi, Zach Duran, Aperba, Lauren L., Eric Sari, Andy Herbrandt, Rock the Green, Nate Hansen from Hansen Screen Printing, and Kelby Goodman. Thank you guys so much for keeping the lights on, buying the beer and the music we feature on this podcast. We thank you guys so much. And uh, if any of you want to support, check out www.wisconsindruckandhistory.com. Thank you guys so much. Hey, welcome to the Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. We are your hosts, Eric Sturgeon. And I'm Russell Sorry. This podcast is about all things Wisconsin, history, music, culture, and beer. Although we don't often use strong language, the content is not intended for young audiences, so listener discretion is advised. If you love the bluegrass music you hear in this intro, please check out Dang It's from Madison, Wisconsin by visiting their website, dang-its.com. Now on to the show. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast, your weekly dose of the Dairy State. We, of course, are your hosts as always. I am Eric. And I'm Russ. And uh, today we are focusing on an unsolved murder, a lot of Morgan from the uh, place where the land of Sari is. Hurley, Wisconsin. There you go. First episode. Yeah, so we are going to talk about some of the theories and some of the uh, uh, memory, of course, of Lotta Morgan as well. Uh, we are also featuring great Wisconsin music from Dig Deep, which we've also done before. We featured them, but we have to have the song but on here. We this one, to. this one felt so fitting that we needed to include. Uh, we are doing, of course, another beer review. Uh, another installment of the infamous How Many Locals You Have. Uh, if you haven't already, please be sure to like, rate, subscribe, review, all that sort of stuff. Leave us a five star on either Spotify or Apple. Please. Um, really helps for the algorithm. If you don't know what that means, either do I. Um, I'm not, not that really, cool. I'm not that cool. I don't even know science that much, <laughs> but it's there. Uh, but honestly, you know... Go to our website, wisconsindrunkenhistory.com. Uh, it's the best place to find out, hey, how can you support us directly? That would be Patreon. Uh, so that link is there, plus how you can buy our merch. The cool thing about the uh, Patreon is, man, for less than a cup of Starbucks coffee, basically, for the entire month. Month, which is great. You're going to be able to support a local podcast, uh, completely independent. We have no other source of income as far as uh, the podcast goes itself. Absolutely not. Uh, we are independent. So uh, this would be really cool. Please give us a five-star review. Uh, hit that up. Also, rock some really cool Wisconsin uh, Drunken History gear. Uh, that's uh, right on the WisconsinDrunkenHistory.com website as well. Uh, link to our uh, Tee Public. Let's just jump right in. Let's just go straight into the Lotta Morgan thing. What the hell happened, man? Yeah, so many of you know um, myself, right? I'm a sorry, right? So I'm from the Hurley area. I yeah. know the area very well, and I know the story specifically, and I actually didn't know all the rabbit holes is going to lead me down. It's crazy, right? Yeah, so first off, we have to begin um, with Badgerland Legends, and I wanted to say thank you to Jeff for uh, kind of giving me the information, but it led me down a massive rabbit hole. Right. And it led me to a book called Hurley, Still No Angel, which we kind of used for the episode references. 
and maybe some of you don't know, I am mostly Norwegian and Finnish. I know, Eric, you're some Norwegian. What else are you? You're German, yeah, too? I'm Norwegian. I'm a little bit German, but uh, also the, uh, the, uh, the, that, that sort of, I guess, Irish and English as well. Awesome. Yeah. So I also have Welsh, which is my mom. She is a, officially a Morgan, which is kind of why I thought it would be kind of cool to bring this up. Um, her ancestry comes from actually Tredegar, Wales, which is one of my favorite ancestors who is Captain Henry Morgan, a.k.a. the rum Captain Morgan, one of yes, my favorite Captain heroes. Captain Morgan. And uh, just kind of a cool sign. It's like a little side tangent. And like I say, I do have a little pirate in me. You know what I mean? I kind of don't have you. Do I'll put my leg up on a chair, but I definitely drink some rum. Oh, yeah. I know I've you do, a, too. Got a full bottle of Captain Morgan over you on do, the bar. You do, actually. I love Captain Morgan. One of my favorites, Captain and Coke, right? Yep. So Lotta Morgan was actually born as Laura uh, Whittlesey, and we don't know a ton on the person, but it assumes she was born between 1861 and 1863. She moved to Hurley due to the happening scene that was going on at the time, and with all the action, she took a stage name of Lotta Morgan, which is who we're talking about today. And commonly by the locals, she was called Lottie by the people who knew her well. She was known as a fun party girl and was someone who opened up at the saloons and closed them and was popular and well-known in the town and liked by everybody. And actually, my grandma told me a story. Like, Lotta Morgan was well-known. Yeah. You know, I would imagine. Hey, think of it this way. And I don't want to get on too much of a tangent here, but I'm just saying, think of a girl who's uh, 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 super outgoing in a small, you know, wood wood featured town you know obviously right. hurley wisconsin was really big in the uh the uh, paper and sawmills type stuff and just imagine that there's a uh god if you've ever watched any old western you've got the uh the outgoing outspoken girl who's in the piano bar uh you know sitting on the you know almost like burlesque-ish but not really but right exactly it's still crazy and she always wore the nicest things and always had the finest jewelry jewelry and clothing. So many assumed she was taking on some side gigs, including possibly being a prostitute or what is known as a kept woman or yes. mistress, which we know as today, and most likely had a sugar daddy or multiple sugar daddies. Mm-mm. And, uh, I favorite. mean, obviously many men lusted after her, right? I mean, she's pretty hot to try in the small she, town yeah. early, you know what I mean? Especially where like things are happening at this point in time. Right, so. right. A lot of people, a lot of interest. Exactly. And so not only the working class, but also up, upper class members who knew were living up there knew of Lotta Morgan. Yeah. Yeah, she was she was up there, and, and uh, there wasn't really much evidence, but uh, mostly gossip amongst the locals. But she was she was kind of in there. Yeah. So in some articles, um, that may be more than just speculation. She was known to just be like a top dollar lady or a lady of the evening, as you will, mm. and have may have serviced some um, some of the lumber barons and some of the wealthy businessmen. And no one knows really a hundred percent like certain that, uh, but in most cases like one or most of all may have applied to her life. Right. So she could have been uh, kind of a prostitute. She could have been kind of a, uh, you know, not, not so well doer. She could have also just been a dancer. Who right. knows? But, the, the, but you know, the, the story is right. The, <laughs> the way she goes, Ricky. Uh, <laughs> but the thing is, is that she, she definitely has a personality and she's got a story. Exactly. So the night in question is her after leaving um, on April evening where she was staying at John Sullivan Saloon in Hurley. She headed up the route to her residence, which is between like an alley between those buildings. 
And someone may have waited for her to travel up the stretch as they may have watched her and uh, kind right, of seen her left routine. The bar, yeah. Yes. So the person was waiting with an axe and struck her twice in the head, which ended up leading to her demise. There was also another wound found on her body and was most likely a gunshot, as some speculated. Yeah. But without the pres- the presence of a bullet or residue, is most likely incorrect and assumed to be a gunshot or most likely a small wound knife. So probably a low caliber, like I was a twenty two. Either that or just a knife. Like they're saying, it could have just been like a screwdriver or a knife, something exactly, very small. something small that punctured. And they don't know. It could have been a lower caliber, like a twenty two, because obviously that yeah. doesn't leave as much residue as like you. If you're going to hit someone with a 308, right? They're going to blow apart. Yeah. So there was... A lot a lot of Jack the Ripper stuff here. Yeah, due to, so... Due to a newspaper article, Yeah, right? so then the Jack the Ripper article kind of came out because of an article that was published. Um, but it was most likely incorrect and assumed to be a gun. It was most likely a small knife wound. And due to paper stating, because one of the writers wrote Jack the Ripper as a possible right. speculative... As the Jack the Ripper was two years prior in 1888 when he was on the program. Gotcha, yeah. And this is most likely a red herring. And the article didn't help things, right? Yeah, exactly. Kind of led them away from the true investigation that was going on. Yeah. The crime was actually quite horrific. As you can imagine, two blows to the head with an axe would look like. I mean, I don't want you guys to really Fucking speculate. Fucking crazy. I don't it's want you to think disgusting, about it too much. Right? Yeah. It's just super disgusting. So the crime, which was most likely not a robbery, as she was found with all of her jewelry and still on her head, $20 on her persons, a ton of money, and almost likely sexual assault did not occur as that was not found to be a, a Right, right. They issue. didn't see anything going on there, yeah. And you know small towns news spreads fast, right? Yeah. Amongst the logging camps in the small areas of the Northwoods. And due to the article, there's not even today's speculation that Jack Ripper is still the issue. But I don't think that's at all, and I think it's a massive long shot, and even a speculation, be, right? right? Yeah. Though there is some evidence of Jack the Ripper being in New York and America around 1891, which is obviously not confirmed 100%, but they do believe that the Whitechapel murders were part of the Jack the Ripper right. thing. Because but not like, this one. No, and I mean, this one does not have like the surgical precision, right? This is just an axe blow. This is This, this seems... Too aggressive based Somebody on waiting for her. And yeah. like, I'll tell you kind of my theory at the end of this thing at all. Okay. And maybe you can tell me yours too. Yeah. And though t- due to her being like extremely popular in the area, basically the entire town was a suspect. One idea was that the bank robbers of a possible train robbery that she bore witness to could have been the culprit. However, Lada knew most of the people that were kind of in this crowd right she knew the, the activities the illicit yeah. i mean she's a lady of the evening right she's not gonna rass somebody she knows some criminals you know and she actually ran from hurley when asked to testify in the case um against these two individuals who actually robbed the train right 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 and she was and she even threatened to be a hostile witness if she was forced to testify in that case in other words the type of lady and not a rat kind of my kind of lady right? yeah exactly somebody i would trust right like you ride can or tell die. her something and she's not gonna like really rat you out or anything. she's ride or die she's not gonna take that like little thing to get out of prison a little early right she's exactly. not gonna rat you out and tell some lies yeah she don't eat. snitch yeah. so i think this led many people to believe that this may have been a jilted lover or possible the wives of lovers yeah and yep. she was said to be with many people in uh, with large influence and possibly blackmail is a possibility. It may be why she had so many things like nice things that were on her persons. Yeah. 
And she was threatening to expose some of them and uh, maybe have his or her reputation ruined if she were to silence. And maybe she was silenced in the process and brutally silenced in that fashion. Yeah, right. It could be. It could be. So though not likely, it could have been a even, you know, women are not technically murderers, right? When we look at the grand scheme of the wives of others, probably less likely. And not until like. You know, a few years later in 1892, where Lizzie Borden would actually do the axe murders, which you all know that are Liz- greatly Lizzie famous. Lizzie Borden, yeah. Yep. And even today, like some people believe that her ghost still haunts the area due to her taken so suddenly and not fully at rest or at peace after the horrid act until the person may have been actually found, you know, responsible for her murder. Right, right, right. And, you know, there's a lot of things throughout the years in Hurley, as we talked about in episode one. And if you guys want to go back and kind of hear about, like, the timeline of Hurley, Wisconsin, like, what happened, like, from those periods. Right. There's been a lot of things that happened in Hurley, right? Gangsters, I mean, prostitutes, murders, gamblings, and all kinds of dark it activities. Was, it was known as the, the untouched West, if you will. Uh, you know, when, when people would head to California for this gold rush, there was no law enforcement or anything out there. Uh, same with northern Wisconsin around this time. We're talking uh, only like 40 years after its uh, actual inception into the United States of America. Uh, but what I'm saying is we're, we're talking about an area that doesn't have a huge population. And even if it does, it certainly isn't the lawful kind. And if that's the case, uh, just about anybody could have done this thing to a fucking prostitute. Right. And it's still unsolved to this date. But for me personally, here's my theory, what I believe. I do believe she was dating someone who is kind of in the upper class, right? Okay. So, or seeing someone That's in the upper class. That's how she has the nice things. That's how she has the nice things, right? So she was blackmailing them to get this money so she wouldn't expose him for future generations. Right. That's my theory. It's a lot of people's theory. So this person is part of the uh, the upper echelon of uh, uh, the wooden paper pulp uh, uh, manufacturing. Correct. Yes, or lumber, or a lumber he's, manager. He's... Uh, you know, having sex with her uh, outside of his actual relationship or marriage. Nailed it. And uh, ends up, uh, you know, that, that Lada is is trying to exploit him and saying, you need Correct. to get me this in order to keep me to shut up. Keep me silenced, right? So that's exactly my theory. Okay, and, I love it. I love and, the theory, and I think and, that you're right. And I don't know exactly, but I think the other theory is Jack the Ripper is kind of out for me. The train I mean, robbery, she's already a lady of the evening, right? Like, ran. or a possible lady of the evening. So I think she kind of has that, like, feel for the underbelly how, of how, Hurley. Here's the other thing. How would those individuals, part of that train robbery, know that it was Lotta Morgan? Right. And, I mean, yeah, maybe she... she knows just as much as they know, and that's it. And she, there isn't like, Google at this time. There aren't pictures to see. It, nobody's taking, you know, cameras out there. And the fact that she they left Hurley... To like not testify against these two individuals who robbed yeah. this train, like it just says that that's not the culprit. So I really think she probably had a, a high-paying clientele that was kind of like having her, and she was maybe blackmailing them. And it, like I'll expose you if you don't give me this amount of money. Makes sense. And that's my theory. And, and there's it, many other theories out there. I just don't think we have the time to discuss all of them. And you got to check out Lotta Morgan, a little bit about her. And uh, yeah. we might have a music coming up that might be um, a little bit about Obviously, Lotta Morgan. Obviously, this is themed. Yeah, this is great. I, I agree with you, Russ. I think that uh, the, the, the most it's, logical thing. It's the most logical, right? If you were a police officer or detective, would you investigate my theory here? T- today, for sure. I think that your theory stands mostly 
Correct. It, it just sounds the best. It, it holds the most water. Uh, I believe that the other things just uh, don't necessarily make sense. Like I said, given the period, whether it be a land baron, lumber baron, uh, maybe a mining baron, whatever, you know what I mean? He's probably having sexual affairs. This, you know, he probably hired some low paid, you know, probably immigrant to take her out, Mm -hmm. paid him when he did it. He never was caught. So he got the money and he got away with it. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's just my theory. If I was a detective, that would be my first investigational. Your theory holds water. And I don't think Jack the Ripper necessarily. Besides the Whitechapel, there's no evidence of him being in Wisconsin. I know New York and Wisconsin have a connection, but not necessarily with Jack the Ripper. Not, yeah, not that close. So that's going to conclude the main segment. Our music segment actually ties into our main story today. Yes. So, Eric, do you, we've already featured these guys, right? Dig, Dig deep, deep. Yeah. And they're just amazing. I mean, the guy has just an incredible voice, and I, I couldn't do this podcast i know we already featured a song but i couldn't do this podcast without featuring this song specifically and it actually is the lotta morgan song right yeah. like so we're featuring dig deep and the the lotta morgan song and it kind of has a story within the song it's kind of folky like we've already talked about them. they kind of right. have like that they're like raspy kind of folk yeah. feel to them it's it's the exact thing that i that i expect to hear in like uh uh, a little blues or jazz club and I'm hearing a folk band and exactly. it's like that. It's like that, you know? And, uh, again, I mean, the, the, the reason why we featured them originally is because we think that their music is absolutely phenomenal. It is. We love that they're local. And then this thing just made sense because look at this, this is the exact story we're talking about. Yeah. I mean, the lot of Morgan, right? That's the whole episode yeah. of featuring and you know, Badgerland Le- legends, Jeff, who we featured we on the show. It. He's just a great person. Yeah. And uh, we've really been in contact. And actually, uh, we're planning possibly, I got to talk to Eric on this one, but going on a waterfall tour up in Hurley and doing some ghost tours. Yeah, I'm and I'm in. Okay, yeah, exactly. So, again. I ain't afraid of no ghosts. And we'll talk to Dig Deep, too, and see if they want to come along. Yeah. We'd love to talk to him. Maybe we can tell some Wisconsin With tales. With their instruments. Yeah, we can tell some Wisconsin tales around a bonfire. But uh, <laughs> this song is Dig Deep, The Lotta Morgan. Thank you. 
body of sin Kept the cargo in the bank till the morn Many eyes were on it Poor Lottie didn't batters When it waltzed right out the door
It's not safe here to stay Come back in the spring They won't say a thing Thank you. 
All right. Obviously, we talked about Dig Deep. They are a yeah. phenomenal band from Wisconsin. Just great. Just absolutely great. And I love the uh, the musicianship there. Uh, obviously, that one took quite a while to, to come up with. That thing is like eight or nine minutes long. Agreed. It's crazy. It's good. It's great. So, yeah, we got our beer review coming up here. Beverage review segment. So, we have to keep things all kinds of hurly, right? Today. Yes. We're kind of doing this thing. Um. So luckily, we go up to Hurley quite a bit, to be honest. Like yeah, I like do. to go visit family a lot. I get close. We like to visit family a lot, so I was able to stop at the uh, Iron Nugget Brewing Company up there in Hurley, Wisconsin, Hell and today yeah. we're drinking the uh, Bent Hop IPA. little crowler action here. Yeah, so you can't, I don't think you can get this in cans. I don't think they can or anything. So we got uh, it in a. Definitely not down here. That's no, so sure. we got it in a growler today. And uh, it's just delicious. I mean, it's 6.2% ABV. Um, just a great IPA flavor, right? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, I, I don't want to say it's like one that stands out to me, but it definitely has that IPA flavor. Um, a little bit of the grapefruits, the citrus, and the pine, which is kind of common with your IPA. So I was just going to say, IPA is kind of in general that grapefruit. And pine, uh, that citrus and that pine kind of thing is yeah, normal. and it's kind of the average on the AB, uh, the IBU scales. It's about sixty eight IBUs. Right for an IPA, sixty eight is kind of like that's entry level. Yeah, and Iron Nugget, man, it's right downtown on the second street there, right in Hurley, Wisconsin. I mean, you can't really miss it. Top notch. They kind of have weird hours. I think it's like four p.m. is when they open, roughly. Yeah. I think. But it's right downtown Hurley, Wisconsin. I mean, besides titty clubs and bars, like th- that is like one of the classiest places that I like to go you to gotta. when I'm down there. Yeah. And they always make good brews. And um, I mean, Iron Nugget. I Very mean, delicious. When you're up there that far, how much iron shit is there? There's iron everything. I was just, everything's considered iron. Yeah. I mean, there's like Iron County. There's like Iron Wood. Iron, iron I mean, there's Michigan, like, you know. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. But, yeah, this one is just delicious, man. And I really hope you guys get a chance to get up to Hurley. Yeah. When it comes to, like, waterfalls, camping. So Beautiful. I don't – I don't I, – I think I talked about this before, but I don't like ruining my camping spot. But if you guys have not been to Potato River – Yeah. The best camping spot in Hurley, Wisconsin. And it's free. And there you look, you basically camp right by a waterfall. Ooh. Just amazing. And like you go a little further north to Bayview, which is kind of like that, like up that's north up Wisconsin. That's like up there. Yeah. That's like. Is that Bayfield? Yeah. Bayfield. Yeah. Bayview. Is it Bayview Bay up there View. too? Yes, Bayview. Holy shit. So Bayview is up there. And then if you get a little further, you're going to get to the northern point of Wisconsin and wow. uh, Cornucopia, which is actually- And then Cornucopia. We've yep, talked about that before. Yep. Yeah. We talked about that before. But if you guys get a chance to go up there, check out Iron Nugget Brewery. We definitely have- We love this one. Um, It's just a good beer. Yeah. And if you guys get a chance, go up there and check them out. They're just a great restaurant. Good people. And uh, I don't know, actually, if they do output growlers. I ended up bringing a growler up there with me because yeah. I have so many goddamn growlers that I didn't want to buy a new we one. Generally, when we go and visit, we always do uh, the, the, the safe bet, which is grab one to bring uh, in case they will do, like, refills and stuff. That way we're not taking one of theirs. Uh, and, and we can just use one that we have. But so. definitely go and check this one out. It's the Ben Hop IPA from yeah. Iron Nugget Brewing in Hurley, Wisconsin. Just a delicious brew. And, uh, I mean, there's so many Solid good ones IPA. up there. Right. What did we talk about lately? Some nerve. We were just talking about. Yeah, they're up there up in, in the Manaqua area. Yeah. So if you go a little about 15 miles north, you get to see Iron And Nugget. Manaqua Brewing. If you go just north of there, obviously, you get to Iron Nugget. And maybe you get to see some haunted stuff downtown Hurley, Wisconsin. So go and check it out. And uh, if you make a little right on Highway 2 there, you can get into Iron 
Aaron Wood, you got to go to the Ben Franklin because that's where they ben have the Franklin, coolest yeah. stuff from the UP or Hurley, Wisconsin. Yeah. But that's going to conclude our beer review. And now on to our How Many Locos. Grab a seat, gather around, join us for a chat. How many locos you have? All right, folks, you know what that means. We are here again with our uh, How Many Locos <laughs> segment. Eric, what do we got today? Well, we've got a man parked at gas station offering people shots of alcohol was arrested following a high-speed pursuit. So this is a good Samaritan, actually. Yeah, he's offering some fireball shots. Here you go, bud. Dude, he's just trying to help people out, man. Take it's her down. Take her down. Here we go. So uh, the individual, this is from Cumberland, Wisconsin, he is 18 years old. A male uh, has been arrested following a high-speed pursuit from authorities after uh, he allegedly was intoxicated and are offering shots of alcohol to other people. Uh, well, at Quick Trip, shout out. You uh, love Quick Trip here. I love it. I, I love it, too. This guy's a little bit nuts. You should be offering people shots of alcohol. I'll um, take one, though. Would you take one, though? Yeah. If we were there, I would well, be like, duh. I'd be like, hell yeah, dude, pour yeah, one up, bro. All right, I'll take one. <laughs> but uh, so on November 24th, this is 2021, Cumberland Police Department was dispatched to Quick Trip in the city of Cumberland uh, for an intoxicated male subject uh, parked at the gas pumps offering people shots of alcohol. Cripes. Uh, the Cumberland police officer made contact with the male who was identified as 18-year-old uh, suspect. He became upset while speaking with the officer and refused to hand over his keys. Uh, that's pretty crazy right in itself. Uh, the officer's just like, can you please just hand me your keys? Sucks that he's 18, though. Is he, it's he just dumb. He just probably graduated not too long ago, you know what I mean? Especially Iffy, this yeah. time, you know? I suppose, yeah. November, he should have been graduated, unless he was held back or something. But yeah, yeah. Maybe he's figuring out his life, dude, but he right. got busted by giving some shots up. Yeah, so... so the suspect appeared intoxicated. Uh, his eyes were red and glossy. His speech was slurred, uh, and the odor of intoxicants was emitting from his uh, uh, mouth as he spoke. So it's it just bad. Uh, so I guess the subject told the officer uh, if she touched her radio, uh, he would take off, meaning hmm. he would run if this officer touched her radio. Um, the officer needed the, the radio to obviously respond to other officers and stuff. So uh, he fled. He actually took off oh, high boy. rate of speed. He kept his word, though. Well, he kept his word. He's, an, <laughs> he's a real honest looking guy. He kept his word. He's honest. Well, this motherfucker did take off. He's not Look too bad. Uh, so I guess he he, re he refused to uh, cooperate with commands given by officers, all that sort of stuff. Not good, but... Um, after the pursuit and you're you're gonna uh disobey i don't know you're kind of done you're kind of done dude like he's this 18 though good... i kind of feel bad because he probably was gonna start college and he's like yeah, <laughs> yeah rock this bud he might you know? not have started college though he probably thing. didn't <laughs> he might <laughs> at this point no he's he's out of college right? yeah, he's this not is in dumb. college he's done he's out uh apparently he said uh to one of the officers multiple times just shoot me just shoot me um, Poor guy, probably depressed too. He might have been sounds depressed. Sounds like depressing yeah. anxiety. Kind yeah, of, you know? this might not be good. This kind of sucks. So Juarez was transported to uh, Cumberland Healthcare, uh, and he had been in the water, I guess, for uh, approximately one hour and had minor abrasions from the crash. Um, 
I mean, this is not good. I mean, this guy went on a, a high speed pursuit, ended up crashing in the water. He, he wasn't. Is, he wasn't really talking to cops. He's just kind of like done with his life right. at this point. Like he just doesn't know what he's gonna do with his life. Dude, eighteen's a tough age, man. I mean, really, yeah. when you think about it, eighteen's a tough age. What are you gonna do with your life? Well, you start to think about that, right? I mean, if it if it were if it were just the thought of what am I gonna do with my life, not what do people expect me to do with my life? And that's the issue. Like, like, not not that I agree with his, like, actions, but, like, I, I can relate, dude. Like, I mean, I was 18 once. It's, like, a, hard, I, it's a hard thought I remember to I didn't know if I was going to go to college or, like, yeah. what I was going to do with my life. And, like, I took some shitbag jobs that yeah. I didn't like. But I think you made enough to, to really understand, like, you, I were, some you were bellhopping and shit, and you, yeah, were, you were doing good work. I mean, and, and then working... Getting uh, tips too. I mean, I hit some lows, and then like I'm like, you know what? I got to go to college and finish this shit. Like I got to right. do something with my life. You, you know? understood that, that was the difference. Like, right? I could I could further advance my life and my position in life by doing this thing. But I and I, you did that. This guy but, seems like he did. But dude, like when I was 18, how many DUIs yeah. could I have got? Oh, just tell me right now. Anybody, anybody. A could ton, have many though, like tons. Oh, tons. Unbelievable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like everyone was 18 once. We all have that thing. Like I kind of feel bad for this guy. Like, and he's saying, "Kill me now." Like he's probably depressed. He doesn't know what he wants to do with his life. I feel him. Yeah, he's definitely uh, uh, one of those kids that I, I definitely can relate to. I feel for him. And, Problem uh, is, he he didn't he didn't just think it. He he went out there and he he did it. He did it. And unfortunately, you know, when you're drunk, you have some like pretty bad like decision skills, right? And yeah. uh, he's just a young guy. I really hope everything's all settled out at this point. You know what I mean? It's November <laughs> yeah. last year. I hope everything's all settled. Out. I hope he's okay. Yeah. Hope he's going to college. Come on, dude. We got you here at the uh, hey, WDH here. WDH is really rooting for you, buddy. Um, But what do you think? So we got 18-year-old. Yeah. We got him running from the cops. He's offering shots at the quick trip. Shots at the quick trip. Telling a top telling the cop <laughs> to turn off her radio. She did not She's comply. Like, hey, no, turn your I'm fucking not doing radio that. off. I'm not don't doing you, that. Don't. Don't you look at the radio. Taking off high-speed high pursuit. Yeah. What do you think here? Like He's fucked. He's fucked? <laughs> yeah. Like, what, what What do you think on the local scale here? Do you have an idea? I actually if don't I'm, even have I'm, an idea, to be honest. Yeah, 20. 20? I was thinking yeah. 18, you know, off the top of my head. He's 20 or 21 for sure. So, are we going to 19 local with this yeah. guy? Like, I really do feel bad for him, though, because I know where he's coming from. He Here's Eric, the thing. I know where he's coming from, though. Yeah. How many times have I drove drunk from the back roads from Elkhorn? How many times have I? I mean, it's, I know, it's right? Stupid. It's, 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 it's like back roads drunk we driving. Shouldn't. We shouldn't have done it. And then guess but what? We did. We got away with it. This guy didn't. And then he decided he to did not bad only decisions, though. That's the problem. B- horrible. Horrible decision. So I think skills. an 18 local is actually not a bad coach. Yeah, yeah. But I do feel bad for him because I understand where he's coming from because I was in that sh- those shoes at one point in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Like I had a crossroads in my life. What am I going to do with myself? And and you decided right. This guy decided Wrong. for a loco. <laughs> he's, he's in our local right. article. But yeah, we're going 18 local. 18 loc. Eric, law and order this bitch. I'm law and order in this shit. All right. We're here with Peter today from Starkweather Brewing Company. Peter, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Not too bad. So Starkweather is one of my favorite stops in Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your brewery? Yes, I can. So Starkweather is a partnership for four gentlemen that's uh, kind of like beer. Uh, I'm the, the brewer there, and then I've got three partners, and together we are running Starkweather Brewing Company on 2439 Atwood Avenue in Madison, Wisconsin. 
this was the former location of Nextdoor Brewing Company. They had been in there for about eight years and they moved out of that location and we took it over. Uh, we chose the name Starkweather Brewing because we are in the Sessi neighborhoods, which stands for Schenk, Edwood, Starkweather, Yamara. So we are part of that neighborhood and that's kind of what we want to broadcast. Make sure that uh, everybody that lives there or comes to the neighborhood knows that there's a uh, local brewery that appreciates the, the whole location in the neighborhood. Awesome. And I yeah, love that. Yeah, and obviously we, we are pretty much uh, up in that Madison area quite a bit. So yeah. we wanted to know, is there any new beers we need to keep an eye out for, Peter? So we just started brewing about two months ago, um, and I'm like I said, I'm the brewer, and I'm trying to make as many different beers as I can, just to, of course, see what the people like, but Great. also because I think if you can make one beer, you can make all the beers. So why limit myself to only one kind of style? Yeah. So uh, right now, for example, we got Sweet Heat on, which is a beer that people seem to enjoy a lot. It's a German cozy beer with plum and scorpion pepper, so sweet and spicy. Yes. Uh, we have a hot chocolate Mexican stout, again a little bit of spice in there. We got vitamin ill, which is an hazy IPA. Uh, what else do we have? We have cream ill, we have a black IPA, we have uh, yeah, all kinds of styles. Uh, we got a rye brown, we got a Scottish ill. Right now in the fermenter I got an uh, American blonde that's going to be soured, so it's a fruit sour. And Albrick Botanical Gardens, which are just down the road from, from our location, they provided us with some uh, citrus fruits. Um, I incorporated that into the brew. Uh, coming week, for example, I'm going to be brewing a Belgian triple. I'm doing an ESB, an English uh, Strong Bitter. I'm also doing another cold IPA. So, yeah, we, we always make new beers. And then basically every week we have a new release. This week we put on the... Um, what did we do? Kolsch. Kolsch came on this week. Oh, and nice. I think the Honey Sesson might be coming on this week. Um, so, yeah, we, we, we just want to make sure that we, we supply all kinds of beer and, and kind of go from there. Of course, we know there will always be a need for hoppy beers and there will always be two or three at least uh, hop forward beers on tap. But like I said, Belgians, German style, English style. Yeah, anything and nothing. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and what's your main influence? I mean, that's a that's a ton of uh, different styles. And and uh, I mean, how, how do you how do you go about the undertaking uh, of creating these different recipes and brewing this many different styles? That's purely from my home brewing experience. So 12 years ago, I started home brewing. And uh, like many, I started with the extract kits and then started making my own recipes with a little bit of extract. And then I switched over to all grains. Um, I love to cook, I love to, to smoke meats and all the kind of stuff, so you've got all those flavor profiles going into your head, and then you're like, okay, with beers I can do the same thing. If I want to make this pot roast, I know an oatmeal stout will probably go well with it, so that's that's why you make it. Um, and that, that's, that's with all kinds of different foods. Uh, yeah, that, that's kind of how I how I came up with all the different different recipes and incorporate other stuff into it too. I mean, like I said, the, the fruits from Old Brick, um, they said, okay, we have this fruit. I tasted it. It's really pungently sour. And I'm like, okay, we're going to make an American blonde that's going to be having that fruit in there. And we will, we will sell it as a citrus sour. Amazing. And I know it's going to be it's going to be going pretty well. And, and that's with a lot of different flavors, the hot Mexican chocolate stout. Again, I just loved, I had a few in my life. And um, there's one by Stone, Stone Brewing out of California. I really liked that style. And I was like, well, let's give it a try and people seem right. to enjoy it it's, it's only a nine percent beer so it's an easy drinker so that's oh yeah it. only yeah yeah, heck yeah. <laughs> i like the sarcasm there. so so uh so peter um i noticed your accent where are you from originally 
I don't think I have an accent. I think everybody else does, but okay. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's right. He's right. Yeah, so I'm originally from the Netherlands. So I married a beautiful American girl a few years ago, and that, that's what brought me to the United States, to Madison, Wisconsin. I haven't moved since then. I love living in, in Wisconsin. And uh, yeah, I've been here for 16 years. So it's it's been, been fun, and uh, I love it here. Yeah, I've been to the Netherlands, actually, for work. It was a great place. I really loved it there. Yeah. <laughs> and Belgium, too, was just amazing. Yeah, a lot of beers there. It's just a little bit busier than what it is here in Wisconsin. That's, oh, that's yes. my, my biggest thing. When I go back now, I'm like, okay, that's way too busy for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we wanted to ask, too, um, with Starkweather, do you guys, I know things have been kind of clearing up now with COVID. Do you guys have any events coming up we need to know about? Not not right now. I mean, we do our releases. We have a muck club. So every Thursday night, we do have a muck club special, which is your first beers on us. Um, we have event space that can be rented if people are interested for birthdays, weddings, uh, social events, corporate events. We don't have really any big events coming out at the moment. Uh, of course, like everybody else, we're waiting on opening the door so we can have the patio open. Uh, possibly later this spring or maybe early summer, we will do an, an grand opening because we did open, of course, a few weeks ago, but yep. make it a real official big opening. So that there will be some stuff coming through. We're, we're working with the, the, like I said, the neighborhood. We will have some stuff going on through there. Uh, but yeah, just just keep keep an eye on social media and everything that we do will be broadcasted there. Great, Peter. We can't awesome. wait. And we will be there as soon as you guys are doing your grand opening. And um Perfect. So we always do a little segment called uh, How Wisconsin Are You? And uh, obviously I have some questions that maybe aren't necessarily Wisconsin related, but I do want to ask you, um, is there a Netherlands beer you recommend checking out? Oh, that's a good question. So the, the funny thing is that in the 16 years that I've been here, um, when I came to, that's, that's a little side story on myself, but when I came to the United States, I was drinking Spotted Cow and I was drinking Capital Amber because I came from the Netherlands. Nice. It was all Heineken, Amstel, Rolls, those kind of beers. Uh, then, of course, here the, there was an uptake on, on hot forward beers. Uh, Hopalicious is still one of my favorites, but of yeah. course, there's Bells Too Hard. There's a lot of those those beautiful beers out there. And every time I traveled back to the Netherlands, I see that there was still no craft beer really coming into the Netherlands. That changed about eight years ago. So in all honesty, I'm not fully aware of what's going on in the Netherlands with beer because it has changed a lot. Um, I used to drink a lot of Hertog Jan, which is kind of, again, an unsimple. Yeah. I don't want to say simple, but it's a lager that, that I used to enjoy a lot. Um, now when I go there, I just look for, for an hop forward beer. Um, also when I was in the Netherlands, I never drank Belgian beers. I didn't care for them. And now I make a lot of them. I drink them. <laughs> so when I'm there, I will drink those too. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's not, not, not a specific Dutch beer that I can say, okay, this is one that you have to really look for. Um, I think they're getting way better now. And like I said, more and more and more craft beer. So yeah, I, I would just say like you do in the United States, when you go to an, an beer forward city, just try them all and see what you like. I mean, yeah. That's kind yeah. Of, uh, how it goes. Yeah, the Belgians make great beer, but they are very strong with that beet sugar added in. Holy smokes. Oh, yeah. They, yeah. Are, they will wreck you, especially those triples. Yes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And the quadru quadruples and all oh, the yeah. I was just going to say the druples, too. I mean, I'm geez. not. Oh, That'll that'll lay you out after a few of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, if you guys are interested, so um, I'm I'm sure you're familiar with Sunshine Brewing in uh, Lake Mills. Of yes. course, yeah. Operation. So he um, he did a collaboration with us, which is an, a 13.5 percent quadruple quad. Uh, so uh, that we aged in a uh, bourbon barrel. So that's going to be an interesting one for you guys to try if you are yeah. making it to medicine or Lake Mills in the next that, few weeks. That's a perfect. Yeah. That's a perfect nightcap. I could do as it. I say. So <laughs> I could do three time, or four of them. Time for bed. Time to hit one of those. Yeah, so. I love it. I love it. 
Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. so we wanted to ask you um, whether when it comes. So I don't know how long you've been here, but when it comes to being up north, what do you consider to be up north, Wisconsin? Oh, um, deer hunting. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, yelling, deer hunting, and yelling at the Chicago Bears. So there's there you go. Here. Oh, that's that's the perfect that's answer. That's actually the best answer we've ever had. I know. I think that's the most philosophical deer great and answer. Also yelling at the Chicago Bears. <laughs> yes. I love it. Yeah, it's, it's all animal forwards here in Wisconsin. Yes, yes, <laughs> that's true too. Yeah. So we wanted to ask: Is there a beer um, that we could use from Starkweather that would be good to try for, like maybe a beer brats? Yeah. We're almost out of the boombox lager, which would have been a good one. Um, that would probably be my best bet on that. There will be more lagers coming out, but that would have been the best one to use for that uh, that procedure, I guess. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. We we will definitely have to try. We always make a list of like the ones we gotta try to make a beer brought out. Yeah. Of. So that one's gonna be on our list for sure. Yeah. Okay. And, and so we wanted to ask you. Um, so I don't know if you're familiar with the Wisconsin tradition of the supper club, but do you have a favorite one you recommend to check out? I haven't been to many supper clubs, unfortunately. Um, I like a steak restaurant, but supper clubs are just a little bit different, of course. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. been to a few, but to be honest, I wouldn't remember most of their names. Yeah. That's the one in the Dells. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's, there's a big one in the Dells that I cannot get the name to, but that that was that was a good place. And and with my family, I mean, we've been driving through. Wisconsin, Minnesota, uh, Michigan, uh, and then you see different supper clubs. So I've, I've been to several, but unfortunately the names didn't yeah. really stick with me. I'm sure that one but, in the Dells is maybe Ishnala. That one one's right yeah, the classic. Yep, that's yep, the classic. Yep, yep. Yeah, yep. that's the classic one. I mean, that's like the most supper club. The hardest club. to get into, too. It's almost like it a is. nightclub. You know? It really is. Yeah, but if you say you're Dutch and you flew in for it, they will let you in. The, oh, so perfect. The thing oh, Peter, to... you... Oh man, Peter, you got to teach me the accent because I got to get in there. You came up with the perfect excuse. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Man, I flew seven and a half hours and you don't let me in. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> that's yes. the thing is when you say I flew seven and a half hours, that's when you're like, oh man, they got to let you in. Exactly. So, so Peter, um, since you haven't really had too many like the crazy craft brews, have you been to the Delirium Tremens yeah. uh, brewery tour? It's one of my favorite beers of all time. Yep. I haven't been, but I've, of course, in my life drank a few, and it's one of my wife's favorite beers. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm very familiar with them, but I've never been to them. Okay. I love them elephants. Oh, me too. Mm. I've oh, definitely yeah. drank Delirium those. Delirium Tremens is one of my favorite beers for sure. And then it got different variances coming out, always. There's yeah, yeah exactly. One, That's, and, yeah. Yep. Now, uh, being in the Madison area, have you ever participated in the jump around at uh, Camp Randall? I've been to Camp Randall for several games. I never did the jump around. I mean, I'm a beer drinker, so I don't want to create an earthquake or anything. You don't shake it around, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, no, I don't want to. I don't want to upset too many people. And that's, that's, yeah. I love it. So, Peter, before we let you go, I got one more for you, and uh, thank you so much for your time. Yeah. On top of everything, um, my pleasure, my pleasure. Yeah. So, uh, when when it comes to brewery tours, and uh, it doesn't have to be within Wisconsin, it could be anywhere in the world. Do you ever, besides Starkweather, obviously, which we are going to be there soon for your grand opening, we'll yeah. be there, me and Eric. Um, is there a brewery tour or a tap room or another brewery that you recommend we go and check out for a tour? One of the most fun brew tours I've ever done was Green Flesh in San Diego. 
Um, I, I do a yearly trip with some of my friends from my other industry and uh, we try to go to a different city every year. So then we just visit a lot of breweries and yeah, we drink a few too. Yeah. And Cream um, <laughs> Flesh was really fun because we got a got a private tour, but I was kind of more leading the tour than the guides. The guide was a younger, younger gentleman doing his yeah. best. I'm not saying that he did anything wrong, but I was like, oh, this is the fermenter. This is the right thing. Just walking through the whole process. And that, that was a lot of fun. And then the tour guide gave me an... Uh, an hour of their special release, which was just a lot of fun. I mean, I've probably done 50, 60 brewery tours in my life, but that one that really stuck with me, that was just a lot of fun and friendly people. And if you ever want to do that one in Green Flesh, I would also suggest going to Stone Brewing. Uh, there's one by the train station, and that's just a beautiful location. Friendly people, great food, great beer, of course. I mean, the whole San Diego area, there, there's so many good breweries out there. So that's that, that whole area is, is absolutely great. Um, but yeah, we, we like to travel through the whole United States and visit different locations, and it's just a lot of fun to uh, to see what everybody's doing. Have you also been to like the Fort Collins, Colorado area? I've been there. Our first trip was to Boulder, Colorado. Oh, great beers! So we, we've been there, and that, that was a lot of fun. I mean, Boulder Brewing itself, we walk in there and said, Yeah, we want to do a flight of tasters. So how many tasters do you want? Well, how many can we get? Uh, 16. <laughs> yeah. so we, and it was the four of us, so we had 64 tasters sitting in front of us, and that was our first beer together as, as the group, and that's kind of when we decided, okay, this is going to be an annual thing because Amazing. this is too much fun to not do it. I love it. Yeah, and, and obviously, like, we we are huge San Diego fans. I, I At one point in my life, I wanted to live there, but it's so expensive. But I've been yeah. to a lot of the breweries, and, uh, yeah, it's definitely a great place, especially, like, the Gaslight North Park area, yes. just a yep. phenomenal yeah, area. Yep. So. I mean, you, you can just start in the morning and you can do 20 breweries and never leave the streets. I mean, that's, that's right. the fun thing about it. That's amazing. Walk around, so, yeah. But Peter, thank you so much for your time, and uh, we will be there at your grand opening of Starkweather Brewing, and we cannot wait. And uh, thank you so much for your time on this Sunday. Thank you guys for having me, and uh, best of luck, and I hope to see you guys soon. Yeah, sounds good, Peter. We'll see you soon. All right, bye. Take care. Bye. Bye. All right, that concludes this episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. If you enjoyed this vulgar display of Wisconsin, please like and subscribe on whatever streaming platform you prefer. And remember to hit the bell on YouTube to be notified when we release new content. Also, if you have any suggestions or ideas for future episodes, please send us an email at widrunkenhistory at gmail.com or head over to our Facebook and Instagram pages. Thanks again for listening. And remember, as always, watch out for deer on your way home. home.